0: Welcome to Face Your Faith. I hope that this topic study will help you grow deeply in your relationship with God, to be fearless in your faith, and to present others the Word of God in freedom and in peace. In today's study, we will be looking at discipline, the discipline of discipline. What exactly is discipline? And what does discipline look like in the life of a believer. As I so enjoy doing, let's look at what the dictionary says about discipline. It says, discipline is control gained by enforcing obedience or order, orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior, self-control, a form of punishment, training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character a rule or system of rules governing conduct or activity, instruction. How insightful is that? At least for me, using the dictionary when studying the Bible is so helpful to expand these seemingly simple words into reality and something to grasp hold of rather than just my generic understanding of the basic word itself. With that, I want to encourage you to use your dictionary along with your Bible when you are studying. Few people I know do this, and I believe they lose a great deal of understanding of what God's Word is telling us. So now we have a good understanding of the word discipline as it pertains to the English language. Now we need to learn how to place action behind it, and to do that, we're going to dig into God's Word. I encourage you to put aside anything at this point that is a distraction or requires your attention, yes, including your Bible, and just sit back and listen. Most of us, no matter how good we think we are at multitasking, miss a great deal of God's Word when we are busy doing anything else. Remember, you can always go back and listen again and take notes along with your Bible in hand. We're going to begin our study in Hebrews twelve five, and it says... If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Hebrews 12.11 For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. I think that passage is quite clear. Don't take God's discipline lightly. In addition, don't get tired of the discipline. I know that it is something I struggle with, getting tired of the discipline I receive from God. I feel this way because it seems as though it's so frequent. It feels as though I'm either really stupid and just can't get it, or I'm really that stubborn and I'm rejecting the discipline from God. But either case, I'm tired of it. It's exhausting. Yet, all at the same time, I know that when I truly endure it, thank God for his perfect discipline and recognize that he is doing it because he truly loves me and truly cares about me, knowing full well he is fond of me and wants nothing more than for me to be the best that I don't even know I can be. I feel amazing. Sadly, those moments of acceptance, at least for me, are really hard to come to terms with at the time, and sometimes it takes me years to come to terms with it. But why? I lack the full desire to fully seek and allow God's discipline into my life. How about you? Let's face it. Every one of us stinks at discipline, which is why the believer faces regular corrective measures from God. Oh, we might be disciplined at being physically fit, having a good diet, being tops in our job, being well-dressed, groomed having a good education, and the ability to conduct ourselves professionally and using the English language with poise, etc. While all this is nice, it really does boil down to ecclesiastical chasing-after-wind kind of discipline. Why do I say that? Because most of the previously mentioned disciplines are self-driven. They're personal goals and disciplines we decide we want to do. These things are most often done because we like them, and it satisfies our desire or ego or status in society, how people view us. And for that reason, they are more often than not quite easy to accomplish, even if we do struggle. Again, is it discipline? Yes, but again, it's rather shallow. So what does real godly discipline look like? Plowing through everything that God expects of us, and that is brutal discipline, and the kind most every believer walks away from. So what is the discipline that God expects of us? And we're gonna run through the body and see the areas of discipline that are so tough to conquer. Let's begin with discipline of the mouth. James 1, 26. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. I think the point has just been proven that our discipline stinks. But let's keep going to make sure there is no one still stroking their ego of delusion. Psalm 141.3 Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Psalm 34:13 Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. 1 Peter 3:10 For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Proverbs 21:23 Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Well, I failed that first thing this morning. Proverbs 10.19, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. So evidently, this is a second-by-second workout we stink at, and every one of us sorely lacks all kinds of discipline in this area. But don't forget, you are at least well-dressed, healthy, and dedicated when you slander, lie, boast, and insult people, and at least you are backed by a good education so you can insult, lie, boast, and slander with tact and eloquence. Evidently, the discipline of our mouths is something the majority of us do not practice and engage in. How do we know? I'm only covering a fraction of the scripture references in the Bible discussing this one lacking discipline in the life of a believer. James 3, 8-10 But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Is this on our daily routine list of disciplined workout? Evidently, we just heard from James that the necessary hard God-honoring discipline is really difficult to take on. Yet if we only took the time to seek godly discipline— and persevered through it, like we do a workout, diet, education, job, etc., we could ask a mountain to throw itself into the sea, and it would obey us. So, it's not impossible. We are evidently just not dedicated to the really tough godly discipline. And to think, we have only covered one body part. Let's move on. Discipline your heart. Matthew 15, 17-20 do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles the person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. Matthew 12, 34-36 You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Colossians 3, 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. We are now seeing that what proceeds from our mouth begins in our hearts. So we now have to recognize that the discipline must begin in our heart, and we must discipline what comes out of our mouth. Discipline your mind. Proverbs 12.1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. That's quite clear. Proverbs ten seventeen. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path of life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. So it isn't just us. We affect other people with lacking discipline of our mind. 1 Peter 4, 7. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Does lack of discipline in the mind affect our prayer life with God. Proverbs 15:32 Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Psalm 46:10 Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. Isn't that a great thing to practice in our minds, being still and knowing God is who he says he is? Next, we need to discipline our ears. Proverbs 19.20 Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Proverbs 19.27 Cease to hear instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. Proverbs 2.2 2, Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Matthew 11.15 He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Proverbs 1, 33. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread or disaster. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Again, so many passages of scripture about the mind, the tongue, the ears. What's next? Disciplining our body, 1 Corinthians nine twenty seven. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 5. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Isn't that ironic how that is so contradictory to today's world where everybody gets a participation award? An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-eight: a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Isaiah 1, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Isn't this the nourishment that God wants to give us to grow our bodies? James 1.22, But be doers of the word, not only hearers, deceiving yourselves. So now we have covered what we do wrong. We are receiving the instruction of what it is that we typically are lacking discipline in. But now let's look at how to discipline our tongue, our heart, our mind, our ears, our body, and see what God gives to us that is so encouraging in how to make this less difficult and the training that we need to conquer. Let's listen to God's awesome list of encouragement that needs to be a part of our daily workout. And perhaps if we as a church do this, we will be able to move mountains for the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5:37. Let what you say be simply yes or no, Anything more than this comes from evil. Psalm 19:14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Luke 8:15. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Revelation 3:19. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Deuteronomy 85 through 6, Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. Job 5:17. Behold, blessed is the one whom God reproves. Therefore despise not the discipline of the Almighty. This is so encouraging. These passages that we have read are God encouraging us in what he wants to pour out in us if we are willing to be disciplined. Philippians 4, 9 through 13 says, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound, and in any and various circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 2 Timothy 3:16 through 17 All scripture is breathed out of God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Galatians 5:22 through 23 But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Proverbs three eleven twelve 12 continues our encouragement. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father the son in whom he delights. Proverbs sixteen thirty two. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Psalm 94, 12 through 14, Blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law, to give him rest from days of trouble until a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not forsake his people, he will not abandon his heritage. Discipline is proving again and again in these passages that if we live in the Lord's discipline and we are willing to be disciplined, we seek freedom and peace, and understanding, and knowledge, and wisdom, and joy, and happiness, and the list goes on. 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27 Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we get an imperishable wreath. So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. Hebrews 5, eight. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Isaiah 40.31, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. Romans 5, 3 through 5, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If that's not encouragement, what is? Suffering in joy produces endurance Endurance, character, character, hope. Hope doesn't put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Proverbs twenty-five, twelve: Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Revelation 2, 7, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Discipline. Conquering. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. 1 John 5, 15. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. If only I craved God's discipline this seriously, what would I look like before the world? No matter my color, my physical condition, my economic standing, my job, whether or not I even had a roof over my head, I would truly live enveloped in peace, joy, and security in my God all the days of my life. Songwriter Helen Howarth Lemmel said the following, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Go challenge your faith and hunger for discipline, and in it find peace, joy, freedom, and happiness. Let's pray. O God, we come to you so self-centered, arrogant, and egotistical. Pure undisciplined temper tantrum throwing brats, please help us to crave your discipline, to seek it with all of our lives. Thank you for allowing us to suffer when we reject your correction and keep us suffering until we accept it fully. Use us in our state of rebellion and our state of growth as an example for all those around us. Fill our lives each day with your flawless discipline and we thank you for your unfailing passion for us as we so slowly grow. And we ask all this in the name of our Lord, Savior, and Disciplinarian, the Lord Jesus Christ.